Good morning. This is the Magellan Show. It is Thursday, October the 29th, 2015. The third most powerful man, arguably, in the world, certainly in the United States, has said his farewell today. And with that, a newcomer, at least to that position, but not to this particular uh, legislative body, that being that being the Speaker of the House in the House of Representatives. Speaker Boehner has officially stepped down, not just from the Speaker's position, but from Congress entirely. And, of course, his replacement being uh, Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan is now the new uh, Speaker of the House, House of Representatives, uh, the third most powerful man in the United States now. And I say that because he is, uh, as far as uh, the, the succession goes, uh, he's number three. Uh, if for some reason uh, President Obama uh, and uh, and Vice President Biden are not able to fulfill their duties uh, as, uh, as they are now, then the Speaker of the House, it's that position. Of course, many of us learned that uh, in, in in school, uh, in civics. But, you know, uh, that's kind of how it goes. Uh, some were pleased with the decision, some not so much. It was a close race. There were there was uh, another contender, but, uh, but Ryan uh, got it nevertheless. And so we want to actually uh, take a look at an article today uh, talking about that. We're going to get into a lot of news, so stay right where you're at. And, uh, you know, they're just now um, developing this story because it just it just actually was released a few moments ago. But as far as the speakership is concerned, uh, Congressman Paul Ryan has it. So some have felt like that this was – a continuation of 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 Boehner, just uh, Boehner 2.0. We'll have to wait and see on that. Well, last night was the debate, and I'm curious uh, if any of you had the opportunity to watch the debate, uh, and if so, uh, what your thoughts are on that. If you, if any of you would like to jump in and share your thoughts about the debate, uh, then feel free to. <laughs> to press one if you'd like to make a couple of comments about uh, the debate last night. I will give you my analysis of it as I watched it very closely. Of course, uh, there are articles right now coming out talking about uh, CNBC and the handling of this. Many are very upset, in fact, that CNBC really, really tried to Cause this to be a uh, uh, just a, a they tried to create a dogfight, if you will, and, uh, and and to create a lot of tension by 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 throwing a lot of gotcha questions. And I mean, even going further than than some of the other networks that have been known to do this. The rep, the president of the RNC last night was. Expressing his uh, his deep uh, uh, frustration with how CNBC handled the debate and the questions that they threw at the candidates, uh, even CNN was reporting about that and and, and talking about uh, how there was just a, a lot of of uh, what appears to be unfair questioning. But setting all that aside, uh, let's talk about the winners and the losers of last night's debate. And you know, this is important because this this really these debates have more of an impact than they used to. And let me tell you why. A lot of that has to do with the fact that there are more viewers now. You know, campaigning out on uh, on the trail, that's good. But you're talking about millions and millions and millions of people watching these debates. Now for those of you that are just joining us, this is the Magellan show. Our live number is six four six Nine two nine zero seven zero nine. We're going to get into a lot of things today, so stay with us. Uh, but we're talking about the debate last night. A much more interesting, in my opinion, than the Democratic debate, which was 
I thought, just so blah. I, I mean, it really was. I, and I know that may sound partisan or whatever, but it, it was. But last night was definitely not blah. And, and, and let me tell you, regardless of, of, of who I pick, I just want to talk about the performance itself, not who's the best candidate. But I thought that, uh, that Marco Rubio's performance was stellar. I really think that he took advantage of every, every opportunity that he had to, uh, to really build up his, himself and his message. And, uh, I mean, he, he really did an outstanding job. I must give credit to him uh, in the way that, that he deflected, the way that he uh, was able to kind of uh, sort of spin questions back uh, and, uh, on the moderator. I thought one thing that was really uh, something is when he said, when they were talking about super PACs and how that those need to be done away with. And he, and he, you know, he, he wasn't fighting against the other candidates the whole time. But what he did was he said, you know what? The Democrats have a huge super PAC. It's called the mainstream media. And that really got uh, everybody going there. So he did well. I thought, uh, I, I thought uh, Cruz, Senator Ted Cruz, uh, did very well, in fact, and I think he would also, in my opinion, be considered a winner, uh, not the only winner, but but one of the winners in last night's debate, and uh, and and how he uh, and how he handled himself, uh, you know, very, uh, I thought, very uh, eloquent and uh, and and just deliberate in the way that that he presented uh, his message last night, and so he definitely. Uh, would would stand out. He actually lectured, lectured the moderators and and brought this point out about it being unfair to all of the candidates up there, uh, referring to CV, uh, CNBC's handling of it. He said, this is not a cage match. If you go on the foxnews.com, you'll see that headline, the cruise missile they're calling it. So definitely a winner. Uh, Trump... Uh, I think he did well. I think we saw a softer side of Trump than what we've seen in a very long time. Uh, he didn't change who he was necessarily because he still he still threw some punches that was very uh, Trump-like, and and of course his supporters are always looking for Trump to be blunt and bold. I think at least at times, but not to the point to where it's uh, over the top. So I don't think Trump was in any way over the top. And even after the debate, when he was being interviewed by by uh, one of the reporters, uh, they they actually referenced his being a little bit softer and and uh, and he acknowledged that, but he said at the same time he's not changing who he is. Other candidates did well, uh, maybe not standing out. I think Huckabee did pretty good last night. Uh, you know, uh, I thought Christie and. I got to hand it to him. I think I think he really, you know, really being in that underdog status, I think that's going to bring him up a little bit. Now let's talk about some of the folks that just didn't uh, meet expectations. I really think that uh, that that Ben Carson could have done better last night. And uh, whether you support Ben or not, I, I think that that he just didn't stand out, and he needed to being in that. Uh, Somewhat of a front runner or front runner, at least uh, in some polls, front front runner status. I think he, uh, I think he could have done better, and that that could affect uh, his poll numbers. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, definitely, the loser of the night, I thought, was uh, was Jeb Bush. Uh, Jeb Bush, uh, you know, uh, just I think. The way he went after Rubio and, and everybody knows that they're friends, I, I think that he just was, it was a desperate, and Rubio brought that out, a desperate attempt to try to uh, gain by by throwing stones. It just didn't work. And I don't even want to talk about Kasich. I, some people said that he did well. Some people said he didn't. I just think Kasich is a very bizarre candidate. For those of you that are, that are, that are Kasich supporters, uh, my apologies to you, no offense, but I just think he's a very bizarre uh, individual. I know he's got a lot of experience, but I don't know. He just seems like he just doesn't doesn't fit very well. So that's my that's Magellan's analysis of the debate. For those of you who uh, might be interested in hearing it, uh, I always enjoy the debates. I always watch them, 
And political season for me, you know, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, it's like, uh, it's like, it's, I mean, it's, the thing is, it's it's entertainment in one way, obviously. I mean, we're all entertained, but, uh, and who couldn't be? But but it's very real, and, and it should be taken very seriously at the same time, because we're talking about the future of our nation. And uh, and certainly the president of the United States doesn't uh, make all the decisions. We know that that we have to have the right kind of of uh, representation in the legislative branch of government, that being Congress. Uh, also, we need the right kinds of of justices. Uh, but a lot of that is is dependent upon the president that you have at the time that appointments should be uh, uh, should. Uh, should should be exercised, and the thing is, is that you never know when that's going to be. You never know when a Supreme Court justice is going to uh, resign, or because it's a lifetime post, or some of them uh, die while they're in uh, in that position. Some resign, and so uh, the timing is such. It depends on who's president at the time and who they who they nominate. So our government definitely, my friends, and many of the candidates brought this out. I thought Mike Huckabee did very well when he said, you know, I don't want – I forgot exactly what he said, but but he was talking about his grandchildren, and, and he, you know, he, said he doesn't want, uh, you know, his grandkids to have to, 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 to have an America that doesn't resemble the America, you know, that he knew. They uh, – you know, just a vague reminder of of, of the good old days. Uh, we want to see America uh, be great again. I think all of us do. And you know, the economy has been a big part of the problem, but it's not the only problem. There are other issues. We know that that it seems like crime is on the rise, and none of us can deny that. Uh, it seems that our liberties. Uh, are fewer than what they were in the past, and you, you know you kind of get you kind of get lobstered into this, my friends, where there was a time we seemed to be so so prevalent, and now uh, liberty is being threatened. I mean, I I thank God that we still have the freedoms that we do, even to this day. Clearly, clearly, uh, we have we have lost some liberties. As a matter of fact, there was a a young girl in, and I was just hearing about this story in classroom here in the United States, where the teacher. We're not talking about a liberal college campus here. We're talking about you know, I forget what grade this girl was again. Maybe eighth, ninth grade, somewhere in there. Uh, definitely wasn't like a high school senior or anything like that, but you know, just you know, in school, and the the teacher is saying, no, you you must declare that God, that your God is is a myth. Now this girl, I I applaud her because she said, I ain't gonna do that. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna I'm not going to do that. Uh, you know, having that 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 boldness to say, I'm going to stand up for what I believe in, and and clearly she did. And so, I don't know how that's all unfolding now as far as her grade goes, because she was threatened with uh, with a failing grade. But so be it. You know, it's kind of like uh, I think what's so frustrating, what's so very frustrating, is seeing. This 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 liberal this liberalism becomes so aggressive, and you see it all the time. Now, if you were to have someone that that was part of the, and I remember the, the Clintons uh, would 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 call it the right wing conspiracy. If you had someone that that was, uh, let's say, a very conservative Christian, that that would have, let's say, an, un- an unbelieving uh, person or, or a non-Christian, I should say, if they, if they were to, to ask that student to renounce their faith, well, 
you know, that would be all over the news. And thankfully this story is too. But it just goes to show you, you know, the the aggressiveness and the push, the push towards towards trying to make this country into uh, a, a godless society. Now, I believe in freedom of, of 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 religion, absolutely. And I think that educators. I'm a former educator myself. I I taught in the public school system for a couple of years. Now I taught in a in a school that uh, that was, you know, most likely uh, predominantly Christian. But that's not to say that, that that there couldn't have been some that weren't. And of course, you have to respect all people. And I'm not saying that this is a country where you have the freedom of religion, but your religion should not superimpose its will upon upon others especially when you consider that we are his, we are historically and and we were founded upon upon the the, the idea that, that that we are uh a uh, a, a group of of christian uh of christian people now let me clarify some things here because I know there's a lot of confusion. Were all of the founders, uh, were all of them born-again Christians? No. Not all of them were born-again Christians. I'm not saying that. They were actively involved uh, in their uh, in their churches. And, you know, we don't know the hearts uh, of every person, but we do know that the majority of the founders uh, were at least in some way or another, uh, they... They they professed they professed a belief in in God, and more important than that, and I think this is what's 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 important is when you consider the pilgrims. You know, even even if you don't discuss or refer to the founding fathers, the pilgrims, the 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 early settlers, they had a belief in God, and that was their motivation for leaving the old world so that they could truly and completely exercise their freedom of religion. And all of that is hanging in the balance. You see, it's one thing to to be tolerant. Uh, and when I say tolerant, I, I, I'm saying that to to allow others their their uh, opportunity to, to believe. You know, that's, you know, that's okay. But what about when it infringes upon what about when it infringes upon your your freedoms? Let me give you an idea of what I'm talking about. Germany is in a mess right now. And if you have family in Germany uh or or close friends in Germany, my heart goes out to you all. And uh, you all are in my prayers, because because Germany is in a mess to say the least. That doesn't even that doesn't even begin to describe what has happened. I mean, it it is it is the epicenter of this of this so-called Syrian crisis. And I sh- maybe that doesn't sound maybe that sounds a little harsh. I know there is a crisis in Syria. But I also know that this is being used to shift a lot of things. And you have millions, millions of some are Syrians, some say they're Syrians, but, but you know, they just totally opened up the borders. And see, here's the problem with that. You know, if you were to, did you know that in most countries, we've, we've talked about Iraq a lot on this program. Did you know that in most of, of the Arab countries, which are predominantly uh, Muslim by religion, and let me just clear something up. People say, oh, you know, if you say something, uh, you know, uh, about uh, about Islam, that that is racist. It has nothing to do with race. Islam is a religion. Islam is a religion. And uh, you would you would be shocked as to the number of Westerners that have converted to Islam. But look, if you try to immigrate to 
<laughs> to to some Arab, uh, Arab country, which is predominantly Muslim. I mean, good luck on 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 that happening. It's not. It's 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 going to take you probably fifteen twenty years. You know, it's about as hard as as Switzerland or more so. But we but but Europe has just opened its borders up and said, welcome. I mean, Germany has basically said, willkommen, come on in, and we'll give you everything. And and the thing is, is that they're not saying, look, we know that some of you are, and isn't interesting that like three quarters of the of the of these uh, folks coming in happen to be young men, like like the the, the type of men that you would see uh, in an army, young men, strong men. Not seeing, I mean, yeah, you do see children, you do see women, but but strong men. But look, they're not saying, hey, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to adapt to our culture. Because let me tell you, and if there are any women that are listening to this program, if you were to visit Saudi Arabia or Jordan or any of these other countries, you're gonna have to cover your head, okay? But what are they doing in in Germany? Are they saying to uh, all of the all of the migrants are coming in, coming in. Oh, you're going to have to adapt to German culture. No, no, no. What's happening now is that Germans are being told you had better adapt and become more. Uh, uh, how can I say this? More kind of in line with 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 them kind of, you know, marks the beat of their drum. You better dress more conservatively. I'm all for conservative dress if that's what you choose. But I'm not going to, you know, in other words, you know, if a Muslim wants to, uh, you know, to, to, you know, if a Muslim man wants to wrap up uh, his his wife's uh, head and, and, uh, and you can only see her eyes, then okay. Go do that uh, in you know in in your in your country, but but they you know they come to Germany, and, and so now the German government is saying, hey, you know, uh, you need to make sure that you don't offend any Muslims, and not the other way around. So they're definitely not adapting. We have the the media has not even begun to describe and to explain the depth of this crisis. And let me tell you this. If, if something doesn't change, consider the fact that, that most Muslims have probably seven, eight, nine, ten kids, sometimes more, you know, and, and we're so, uh, as, a, as a Western society, so into, you know, aborting babies and, and, uh, and having very, very few children, you know, the average German family has what? Maybe a couple of kids if they're lucky. Do the math in ten years, fifteen years. You, you could very well go from being the Germany that you know, which is uh, you know what, predominantly Christian. You know, mainly Lutheran with some Catholic. The Islamic State of Germany or the Islamic Republic of Germany, I should say. This is is where we're going. Numbers don't lie. Math does not lie, and that's where it's headed. But, of course, it's not just Germany. Sweden is having uh, a mess on their hands. So, uh, you know, the Netherlands and Denmark and and, uh, and Austria, but Austria is is getting fed up with with what Germany is doing. I mean, Merkel, the Chancellor of Germany, is really trying to be, uh, I mean, trying to sort of like be this, uh, this this leader for all of Europe, but she's doing a horrible job. And some European nations, especially some of the Eastern European nations, are saying, you know what, having to rethink this entire European Union thing altogether, that maybe we just want to withdraw from the European Union, for crying out loud. And some nations that that have not yet become EU countries, I'll give you an example. Iceland is one of them. Iceland had 
is not an EU country. It never has been. But they had, uh, I don't know, four or five years ago, have put an application to become an EU country. They have since withdrawn their application. This country, or this this European superstate, is not holding together. You cannot bind together iron and clay, like like the Bible says in the Book of Daniel. We talked about that what was last last week. But you know, don't get too comfortable here in the U.S. of A. You know, because even though Western Europe, Central and Western Europe are in a mess right now, we are about to get an opening of our borders as well. This presidential election could be uh, a real turning point. And and many of the candidates, even on the right, are, are not that much different than the ones on the left, sad to say, when it comes to immigration issues. Look, I'm all for immigration. I'm all for diversity. I'm all for freedom of religion. But it but it, it needs to be understood that that we at the same time have to preserve freedom for all people. Not just for some, but for all people. Now that's the thing. Thing. Do you have you ever seen do you think that this girl that uh that 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 was bullied by her teacher for believing in God is going to get an invitation to the White House? Do you really believe that? Do you really think she's going to get an invitation up there and roll out the red carpet and you know have lunch with the president i I doubt it I really doubt it, but of course the uh Omar or what was the boy's name? I forget his name anyways the kid that 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 put together that clock, which now we're finding out some of these reports are are showing us that uh, that that was just another kind of redo of of the uh, 1970s or 80s Radio Shack clock. But that's a whole other story there. But, you know, he gets invited to the White House, and, of course, that's not any new news. But uh, I don't think the same is going to be true. I would love it if we could see that happen. You know, where you could have to see, okay, this girl gets invited to the White House. That's not going to happen. Because it's not trendy to to say, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because I know that it is the power of God unto salvation. Now, does that mean that, that you don't have the freedom to, to be? Uh you know, uh, a part of 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 a, of, a, of, a, of a different religious body. No, I'm not saying that. You have the right to be an atheist. You have a right to be, uh, you know, whatever you want to be. God gives us free will. I believe that God gives us free will. So I'm not part of that predestination crowd either. God gives us freedom to choose what we want to believe. But there is there has been an, a, an assault on Christianity. And and, and we make I'm, I mean make no mistake about that. Uh and we if we become so passive in that regard and never speak up, then our freedoms will continue to be uh taken from us and trampled upon. Uh, let's look at some articles right now and see what's going on uh, just across the country. China is warning the U.S. Navy after destroyers sail by disputed South China Sea. Uh, we talked about this on Tuesday. Just to kind of give it to you, we won't read the article, but in a nutshell, what was happening here was that these man-made uh, these man-made islands by China uh, in, in Spratly uh, Island region. Uh, the the U.S. Uh, military had uh, uh, at least one ship that that was that was moving in that area in that uh, in, in Chinese waters, according to the Chinese. China wasn't very happy about it. 
say, well, that sounds awfully familiar. Yeah, because they they did the very same thing uh, in U.S. territory uh, near Alaska when the president was visiting over his whole climate change initiatives. whole thing cools down. I really do. Because it makes me uncomfortable when I hear about the United States and China, you know, going after it. China has a huge military. And uh, I, I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear this kind of thing happening, my friends. When the elite jump in their bunkers and we're left just to kind of like deal with it all. So, again, these kind of reports uh very unsettling. Students face serious charges after slamming principal to the floor during cafeteria flight fight caught on video. And, and you know, that's what we're seeing. I mean, the, these these public schools have become war zones. Three Sacramento area high school students were arrested after a principal was slammed to the floor. Hmm. Uh, two 15-year-olds and a 13-year-old face serious charges, including making threats to students and law enforcement and battery on school staff. In connection with Monday's cafeteria brawl at uh, at Florin High School, said Sacramento County Sheriff Sergeant Tony Turnbull. And there is a video uh, that shows students yelling and running while others frantically climbing onto tables to watch a fight between students. And at some point during the fight, a student wrestled with Principal Don Ross and violently shoved him on the floor. Ross got back up to his feet and restrained the student with the help of other adults. Three school officials were injured and needed medical attention. I'm sorry, uh, but, you know, if there were some strong students, especially some that 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 knew, uh, you know, knew how, how to hold their own in a fight, they should have they should have helped. But, you know, thankfully, no, no one was killed. But this just shows you the society that were this entitlement mentality of, like, you know, I can do I can do whatever I want and if you don't let me then you are infringing upon my rights. But what is happening is is we're seeing this kind of behavior. No respect whatsoever. None. I mean really, I mean there's no respect and it you know, it's not just at the school. I remember when I was in school, my friends. And, uh, you know, I, I could have had it worse, but, you know, certainly there, the schools have changed a lot. It's been 10 years, uh, you know, at least 10 years since, since I taught. But I remember, you know, and it wasn't anything like, I mean, there was no school cafeteria fight. But I remember there was this, this, uh, this girl in the back of the class you know, probably at least 16 years old, you know, I mean, old enough to know better. We're not talking about kindergartners here. And she would just pull out pieces of notebook paper, uh, uh, you know, and just 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 tear them apart into little pieces and throw them on the floor. And so I was lecturing and I, I wasn't seeing all this happen. I look and all of a sudden she's got this huge pile of ripped up paper. And I said, what are you doing? And she said, I don't know. And I said, you have made a total mess. I mean, it's not just one or two. We're talking about a pile of them. I'm sure she used several sheets of notebook paper to do it. Total disregard for for the class, for, for, for cleanliness, for, for order, all of that. And so what's my first reaction? I'm a young teacher, but I say, well, look, this is unacceptable, and I am going to talk with your mother about this. And the response I got really floored me. 
what I heard next. She said, she don't care. She don't care. So that was the response that I got. She don't care. And at that point, I didn't know whether to feel to feel angry and frustrated towards the student or to feel sorry for the student. Because it was almost like it was like saying, "Hey, look at me. I I'm I'm vying for attention. Does anyone see me?" Because obviously, obviously said her her mother just does not care. And I think it had more to do than just tearing up papers. So I began to see the deterioration of a society. And we want government to try to solve it all. We want the school system to try to solve it all when the problem in many cases is what goes on at home. We have we have families that are torn apart. I mean, divorce on the rise, uh, instability, uh, lack of, of morality, ethics, uh, uh, disregard for every for, for most everything now. And when I think about uh, this generation, there are some wonderful young people, but there are also also so, some that are that have just have lost their way. And we're all to some degree or another responsible for this. I mean, we, and, and I, maybe I'm just kind of going off on a little uh, tangent here, but you know, I look at I look at the church today, and I see youth groups, and uh, and they have become entertainment zones, and I'm I'm not trying to sound old and stodgy and and look I'm not that old myself okay but look there's nothing wrong with entertainment there's a time and a place for everything but it seems like that our 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 goal in so many our churches now is what can we do to entertain these young people we have to entertain them at all the time and I would venture to say that your church, for those who are listening, probably have some kind of program where on on Sunday night and Wednesday night they pull them almost like like there's you know like they're special education students, you know, that they pull them out pull them out of the sanctuary and they take them to another location, another room, and that's where they entertain them. It's like, let's give them all the pizza they can eat. Let's play all the games. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. I believe that there needs to be a time for those. Pull them out, and it's like, let's party, party, party. And they're not hearing the word of God. They're not having that sense of corporate worship. And it's become an entertainment zone. And then what happens is, is when the kid gets 18, he goes off to college, and in many cases, never comes back to the church. And so the church is, is left with what? They're left with, you know, 50, 60, 70-year-old people and, and above. And so there's nothing wrong with elderly. You know, we're all getting older. But we do not see a solid future for the church. Now, where sin abounds, grace abounds much more. And thankfully that there still is a revival going on in this world. You may say, I don't see it. No, it's 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 there. But we still have there there's still much work to be done. And we have to be aware of these trends that are going on in our government, in the church, in our families and elsewhere, and fight against the system that wants to destroy the family, that wants to destroy uh, all that is decent and holy. And just, and so that's why I wanted to just take a little time uh, to talk about that. Uh, some other stories uh, making headlines today. Uh, looking at a couple things right now. Uh, the Fed spoke yesterday. There's a chance that we could see an increase in interest rates uh, in December, but that'll just remain to be seen. Of 
course, as we spoke earlier, for those of you that are just joining us, this is the Magellan Show at 646-929-0709. The House elects Paul Ryan as, as Speaker of the House. I was going to just also say, uh, don't want to forget, our playback number is area code 712-775-7039. Again, that's 712-775-7039. Access code 327-756-POUND. Now, how does that work? When this show is over, you can dial in that number. It will be available to you. The playback will be available to you until the start of our next show, which isn't until Tuesday of next week. So you'll have the rest of the week and the weekend and and be able to listen to this program whenever you want by phone at 712-775-7039, access code 327-756-POUND. Now, you can always check us out online at www.MagellanShow.com or through iTunes. If you've, if you've downloaded the iTunes app, just subscribe to our podcast. It's free. Just type in the keywords Magellan Show. You'll find us on there. We're also on uh, a number of websites, uh, podbay.fm. Uh, there's a lot of other websites uh, overseas that are posting our shows in different different languages. And, and, and we want to thank also iqdcalls.com for posting our programs. They do so on a regular basis. Our show, as well as many other great shows, and we do thank them for that. Uh, thanks again to ICDCall.com. Uh, don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter, at Real Magellan. Follow us on there. We appreciate it. You'll stay connected that way. You'll be glad you did. That's very easy to do. Our Twitter feed is also integrated into our website, so you can check it out that way as well. Uh, I want to talk about a couple more things before we wrap up. Uh but I want to say this: if you want to, if you want to get more involved with what we're doing, let me tell you about something. Some of you are business owners. Some of you uh, have just maybe started a business, or you, you're doing something on the side, or you have a ministry, or, or there's something that you would like to get out to a like-minded community. And 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 I think that, with that being said this is a good time to say that you should email me. My email address is is as follows. Contact at MagellanShow.com. Again, let me give, give it to you one more time. Contact at MagellanShow.com. And just put on the subject, interested in sponsorship. Interested in sponsorship. Now, what does that mean? What that means is, is that your business, your idea, your ministry, whatever it is, we will talk about it on the show. We might even have you as a guest on the show sometime. And, and to get it out, get the information out, get the word out about what you're doing to other like-minded. Because, you know, you would be surprised as to, you know, I get a chance to, to get emails and occasionally we'll talk with various listeners. And it's incredible to see how so many of us are on the same page on a number of issues, not everything, but a number of issues. And so let's bring that together. And so if you're interested in doing that, uh, you know, certainly it's, it's, it's a, an effective way and a very affordable way to do what you want to do, which is to get the word out about, about your, your business, your ministry, whatever it may be. So email me, and uh, I can email you back, or if you want to leave your number uh, in the email, uh, then I'll contact you uh, at a certain time, and we'll talk about just that. So don't forget to do that. Contact at MagellanShow.com. You'll be glad you did. And at the very least, we'll have a nice chat and talk about what's going on. Uh, Making headlines, uh, all couples in China will be allowed to have two children, the one the one child policy in China has now uh, been been uh, suspended and 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 um, now two children. So this could really change uh, the the landscape in China and the population. There were three fatalities reported, uh, giving words. There was a plane crash, a small plane. Uh, that crashed into a neighborhood 
in Arkansas. It was taking off from Russellville, which is a small town about an hour, hour and a half uh, to the west of Little Rock. Uh, our prayers go out to the families and those that were affected by that tragic loss uh, uh, earlier today. Let's take a look at some of the markets uh, before we wrap up. Uh, some of the market reports. Uh, take a look at uh, at gold. Uh, had a lot of movement yesterday. Let's go over to Monex.com. And while we're at it, we'll, we'll also look at some currencies as well. Monex.com uh, to look at precious metals. Uh, it's not just gold, but also other precious metals uh, like uh, silver like platinum, palladium, and, and, as well as others. We're just waiting for a feed to come up here. Looks like it's coming up now. Just waiting for the report, the latest uh, information. This is the Magellan Show for those of you that are just joining us. We are just waiting for the uh, for the report on on gold right now, and looks like we're getting it. Gold is down eight dollars to eleven fifty two. Silver is down thirty two cents to fifteen sixty six. Platinum is down two to nine ninety six, and palladium palladium is down five to six seventy four. So these precious metals are still kind of holding, uh, they haven't really broken out yet, but at some point, if we see instability in the markets, they likely could. Looking at Wall Street for a few moments, see what's happening over at at the NYSE and the NASDAQ. It's always a wild ride over there, and and certainly, certainly not for the faint at heart. But getting some 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 numbers from Wall Street. Um looks like the Dow is down about eighty five points, seventeen thousand six ninety four. Uh Nasdaq down twenty three to five thousand seventy two. S P five hundred down six to two thousand and eighty four. Okay, what's up with Bitcoin? I, I'm just curious to see what Bitcoin is doing. Then we may take a look at, like I said, some other currencies as well. Bitcoin trading at about $306. $306 is what Bitcoin... Actually, no, it bounced up a little bit more than that, $315. So we're seeing a solid recovery with this cryptocurrency, but just very gradually over the past few weeks and months, but certainly gaining stability, especially after... Uh, having 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 shaken off all of the uh, the problems with that one exchange known as Mount Gox over in Japan, uh, Bitcoin uh, moving to the to the upside, but just in a very gradual way, which is a healthy way to do it. Looking at the Central Bank of Iraq right now, uh, the the currency in Iraq holding based upon the indicative rates the indicative rates for this day, this 29th day of October 2015, 11.66 to the U.S. dollar. That's where we're at right now, still holding, and and, and incredibly uh, solid considering all of the tensions in Iraq. You know, Iraq has invited Russia to come in and to help their cause because the country, in many respects, has been, has been overrun by, by ISIS. But President Abadi, you know, excuse me, Prime Minister Abadi, has said, "Hey, you know, we welcome you. We need help because, you know, sadly, you know, the United States we just pulled out and we pulled out all at once, and and you know, that's not always huh, that's not always the way to do it. You know, sometimes you got to pull out of these. I mean, it's not to say that we should have gone to our, into Iraq in the first place, but you know, look at it this way." I mean, when you do something, you you have to say, okay, yeah, mistakes may have, might have been made, but you got to go about it the right way when withdrawing. Uh, what's the euro doing right now? Well, 
U.S. dollar gaining strength. Uh, Euro is uh, about 110 to the U.S. dollar, quite a change from what it once was. Uh, Really, to no surprise, though. Let's look at your markets right now. This is the Magellan Show. 712-775-7039 is our playback number. Uh, as we wrap up this broadcast, the the, the access code three two seven seven five six pound. www.magellanshow.com. Tell your friends and family about our program. We are here Tuesdays and Thursdays at eleven a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Don't miss that program. Our live call-in number uh, is and will always be six four six nine two nine zero seven zero nine. No pin required. We'll be back here on Tuesday, Lord willing. We look forward to it, uh, and we'll be uh, in a new month. I can't believe November is uh, just around the corner. What uh, on Sunday? Sunday uh, is the first of November. Can you believe that? All Saints Day, uh, November the first uh, on Sunday. Incredible, incredible. So, well, we'll be back here then on November the third. I believe that's uh, on Tuesday, so we'll see you then. God bless all of you. Uh, Know this, that uh, no matter what it is that you may be going through, that God goes with you wherever you go. He will never leave you. He will never, ever, ever, ever forsake you. Don't forget that. Take that with you today in Jesus' name. This is Magellan. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate all of you, especially those of you that have been listening to this broadcast since the very beginning. Some of you have done that, and I appreciate that. I really do. I appreciate your prayers. I appreciate your faithfulness. Uh, and, And to those of you that are new to this broadcast, I warmly welcome you. And uh, this is a this is a program that you can feel like that you are a part of. You know, this is this is this is our show, and uh, and we're here. So have a great day, have a great weekend. Until next time, this is Magellan signing off. Bye bye for now.